Hello and welcome to the Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectibet and joining me on this Obos League edition of the podcast are our very own answer to Carriker and Neville. It's Greg Brown and David Wellerston. How's it going, guys? I'll be Neville. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no bad. Yeah. How's, your, how's your Scouse accent? It's not good. Better than a good one, I guess. Uh, so we're in the midst of an international weekend with the Nations League qualifying dominating the fixtures. It's not really been my cup of tea, to be honest. Um, and I'm wondering from a, a Norway point of view, David, how did their defeat to Austria go down? Because it looked as if Austria had much of the better of the game. Yeah, um, yeah. I think when the teams announced, there was a lot of sort of disappointment that the shape was sort of very typical Lars Lagerback, four central midfielders playing in a very uncreative um, midfield four. I think Martin Odegaard isn't there, so um, he he wasn't available to be the sort of creative one. And they just, yeah, they just looked really lacking for ideas. They've obviously got Erling Holland up front, who scored mm-hmm. his first international goal, which is quite, quite funny considering how many goals he's scored. But he's just scored goals so quickly that yeah. he's not been able to break through in an international team yet. Um, many, yeah, many caps has he got? Uh, not that many, is it? No, it's not. It's under ten. Um, he's now, not. So he's not really. He's not been first choice. And um, Josh King's obviously been there. Um, so he played up front with Josh King on um, Friday night. Um, but. Yeah, uh, they were really poor, and I think Lars Lagerback's under a bit of pressure already. They've not really, yeah, they've got they've got what looks like a good team on paper. They've got a lot of players playing for some good clubs. It sounds familiar um, <laughs> to yeah. their own problems in Scotland, but I would say Norway. If you look at their squad, they've got obviously Erling Haaland, which is one of the biggest prospects in European football at the moment. Got Martin Odegaard, who's going back to Real Madrid this year. Looks like he has a good chance of getting himself in the team. And I wonder got... how much um, being played behind closed doors had an impact on that. And I'm not saying that's why they got beat on Friday. Yeah. There's a couple of really surprising results across Friday, I think. I think yeah, Norway losing to, to Austria. And Hungary beating Turkey as well. A Turkey side yeah. who hadn't lost a goal in like seven or eight games. So it's a bit of an unknown at the moment, isn't it? We're playing games behind closed doors. Players yeah. who maybe haven't played any club football now for three, four, five, six weeks. Yeah. I mean, you, you watched the a lot. I've watched a few of the games and the pace has just not been there in the Nations League games. I think a lot of the players are kind of in the off-season just now as well. There's not many that aren't. I mean, even the Norway team, there's, not, there's only, I think, three, three. or in the squad yeah. thank for now Andreas Andreas Hanke Olsen from Starbuck just got called up to the squad for this game he's a centre half he just got called up to the squad um, for the next game against um, Northern Ireland but yeah as I say it's, it's been pretty poorly received and I think a bad result against Northern Ireland in the last lag of it could be in a bit of trouble was that a surprise that Sorloth didn't start? Because obviously I don't know much about him, but I know he's Not obviously really. scored a lot of goals last season for Trabzon Sport. Yeah, I mean I think he scored twenty four goals or something last year. I mean, it's, yeah. but it wasn't really a surprise. I think just a lot of people wanted to see sort of King Josh King on the wing, yeah. maybe in Holland and Sorloth up top. But I mean, Sorloth scored yeah twenty four league goals in Turkey last year, eight assists as well. I mean, thirty two goal 
um, involvement is pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, he scored yeah. seven in the cup as well. So he's I mean, and he scored on Friday night. Yeah, and he's so he's no, he set up. He came off. Yeah. He came off the bench yeah. and he set up Holland. So Holland, yeah, just looking at Holland, he's, that was his third game for Norway, um, and he only had three under twenty-one caps as well. So his sort of progress has been, uh, yeah, enormous in the last couple of years. Really, he's not even really been a regular for for uh, the under twenty-ones before he was in the national team. But now I think I mean he's already. He's banging them in for Borussia Dortmund. I'm sure he'll be a regular fixture of the national team for the next sort of 10, 12 years. But um, yeah, so Serlot came on against uh, Austria and they played a little bit more attacking. I think um, I think in Morton Torsby as well came on. Uh, he's I can't remember who he's playing for. Um, in terms of that, no, Torres became off, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, in terms of that result on, on Friday, then do you expect to see some kind of reaction for the trip to Northern Ireland? Yeah, I think. That, yeah, I think there will be a few changes, but I mean, Lars Lagerback. I don't know how old he is, but he's been manager at Iceland. He's been manager in Norway. He doesn't really change much. Mm. Kind of That's got a one-nil scoreline. Written over it, doesn't it? That match. Yeah, 94th minute David Healy winner or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, no, nah, I just think um, I think I, th- I think Sir Lock will play with Holland. I mean, they're two of the bit top scorers in European football last year. Mm-hmm. I can see them. Norway to win that match. Yeah, you're asking. You're asking. It won't be a bad price actually. No, I, I think I won out that match. I would probably definitely say with Norway over yeah. Northern Ireland, but I mm-hmm. think Northern Ireland make it hard for them. But if it's to pick a winner. I'd definitely go with the Norwegians. So Norway are eleven to eight to win. Yeah. But David, you had kind of flagged up value potentially in Holland mm. and so Yeah, just just in the goal scorer bet. So Holland obviously getting his first goal the other night. Shown that he can go and runs of goals for Salzburg and Dortmund. Obviously he's gonna be gained a bit a little bit of fitness from playing the game the other night. He's two point seven on Paddy Power. Uh, I think that's just what's that about. Yeah, he's five to four in bet three six five. Yeah. I mean, so two point seven is much, but the price in bet three six five is much lower than uh, Paddy Power. I noticed that's why I flagged out the Paddy Power price. So right. two point seven for Holland to score, just to score any time. I know Northern Ireland do keep it tight, but I mean Holland has proved yeah. himself against the top defenders. And if you're going, going to back anybody. Yeah, absolutely. You want to be having but, him, don't you? Yeah, and and Sirlot who. Um, I think he'll probably start, given he made a good impression coming off the bench, got an assist, looked lively, scored a lot of goals last year. He's 4.5 to score any time with Paddy Power, which, I mean, he's going to be playing up front. He's a proven goal scorer. Northern Ireland, I know they've got a, nice, they've got, they've got a good sort of team spirit and stuff, but, I mean, if you look at the names playing in defence, they shouldn't be able to sort of deal with guys like Sir Lott and Holland for 90 minutes without them at least getting a chance and they've both shown they can take their chances so I just think the price more than anything 4.5 which is yeah, I don't even know what it is somebody it's better than it's, <laughs> it's better than it's better than 3-1 three, three anyway yeah 72 yeah. 72 uh, so yeah I mean 72 to score any time for a guy who scored 24 league goals last year over 30 goals in the in total um, I just think it's worth just sticking a cut like we're done, just why not? So, in terms of uh, considering this as the Norwegian football podcast, <laughs> uh, those might be a couple of bets that are worth looking out for. 
Yeah, and just let's put even just put them both on, stick a few quid in each, and if one of them scores, you've won money. Before we leave the international scene, Greg, I know this is a Norwegian podcast, but you wanted to flag up <laughs> an under twenty one bet. Yeah, so I think on last week's well, the podcast we did midweek, I think that the under twenty one matches, the qualifiers for the twenty twenty one championship in Hungary and Slovenia, uh, or is it Slovakia? I think it's Slovakia. <laughs> One of the two. Um, I think we said the qualifiers probably look a little bit safer to bet on in terms that they're halfway through their qualifying campaign and there's quite a lot still to play for. So I think there's lots and lots of goals in Friday's matches. Um, so there's a match on Tuesday. England travel to Austria. Now, Austria who I highlighted last week um, for over 2.5 goals in their game against Albania, were actually hammered 5-1 by Albania. A bit of a surprising result. Austria had been in a good run of form. Uh, so whilst they were getting spanked 5-1 from Albania, England were hammering Kosovo 6-0. They completely blew the Kosovans away in the second half. Um, really good performance in the second half. Edward Nikitia, um, he young player for Arsenal, he got a hat-trick on Friday night. He got a hat-trick in the corresponding fixture against Austria uh, last year. He scored against Slovenia and 2v Turkey. So he's got 10 goals in his last six games for England. I think um, Eddie Boothroy can be delighted with how things are progressing with this young England team. Um, I'm not going to say it's a golden generation of English footballers, but... um, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Golden generation for English football. <laughs> Some cracking young players coming through. Given Friday's events, and obviously we know how strong England are, and they, they tend to always have a strong under twenty one side, um England. Uh, they scored two or more goals in eight of their last nine games. The only team didn't score two was a defeat against Holland last year. And away from home, they scored two or more in eleven of their last twelve. I think it was nine wins, two draws and one defeat. So very surprised to see us getting four to five on England to score two or more goals. Yeah, we'll take some especially of that. given yeah, especially given the number of goals England score. And Austria being hammered five one from Albania isn't isn't a good sign for them. Uh, I'd be oh. very surprised if England didn't score at least twice here. And that's four to five with um Skybet and that'll be Tuesday snap. Yeah, I think the Albanian national teams are enjoying a wee bit of a glory period at the moment. They're actually doing pretty well. Um, the first team won quite well on uh, Friday night as well, but still, you don't expect them to be going to Austria under-21 level. And, and put no, five not past. at all. Especially given how Albania perform away from home, pretty poor away from home. Mm. Austria been really strong, so that was a really shock result. It wasn't a shock that Albania scored. <laughs> it was a shock that scored five. <laughs> um, okay, so that looks like a good price. I say it's just an extra bonus tip, I suppose, um, on the the podcast that we're recording at the moment. Um, so, the advice is get on that one early as well. Yes. Okay, so we'll have a very quick look at the Oberliga fixtures on Tuesday. Um, Obviously, with the international weekend, there are no other fixtures uh, in Norway uh, in the elite series this weekend, but we'll be back next week for a look at those. But there are fixtures on Tuesday, and it's a full card on Tuesday. So the first one we're going to look at is Sonnes v Konsvinger. How's that, David? Is that pronunciation? There's a close. Okay. Close. Okay. Just okay. <laughs> uh, must do better. Yeah. Uh, and Greg, you've got a tip in this one. I think David has as well, but we'll start off yourself, Greg. Yeah, so match day 14... 
here, which is quite unbelievable. I think we're very fortunate, actually. Last weekend, we had a double header of fixtures from this league, and we didn't do anything for the Sunday games. And I'm kind of glad we didn't. Yeah. Looking back across the scores and the goals, it was a very, very low goal count last weekend. There's only 18 goals scored um, across the games. There's two nil-nils, a one-nil and a one-nil. So I think we tend to focus on goals quite a lot in this league. So I'm very, very fortunate we did we gave it a miss last weekend. Yeah, and I think uh, Hamcam are probably symptomatic of that. Our old friends, they've turned into AC Milan of the early 90s, I think, defensively. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they even, they even kept a clean sheet. Keeping clean sheets for fun. So they are they're now old friends now, Hamcam. Yeah. No longer friends, old friends. But in terms of this match here, um, yeah, Sanders v Kongs Vindia, we've got 4th v 11th here. Um, looking at Sanders' home form, Pretty impressive. It's the second best in the league. They've won five, drawn one, and only lost one of their seven home games. And looking at where they are in the league so far, home form pays. They've won 16 of their 21 points at home this season, and they've scored two or more goals in five of their last seven. Interestingly, all five, all seven games this season for them have seen both teams score. I think they've got. Ken Erickson up front for them, who I think's been at Sandnes now for at least four or five seasons. I don't know if you know much about him, David, but he scored six goals already this season, yeah. and he seems to be double figures pretty much every season for them. Yeah, I think um, at the start of the season he was one of the ones that I looked at and uh, thought he would score a lot of goals this year. And uh, I think he's been top scorer in Obis League before, um, maybe a few years back. Mm. Uh, he's, yeah, he got 15 in 2017 I think that was maybe yeah, that's probably his best season but yeah he's a pretty regular scorer well, I think he scored 62 goals since he joined Stanley which is a pretty good return for a striker um, given the fact that at home now there seems to be a, a top half bottom half split if you look at the league table at the moment there's really not a lot between the sides in the bottom half in fact when I say there's not a lot I think the bottom eight sides are the half bottom half of the table only six points separate them now Hamcam are obviously bottom now but are only three points off jumping about four or five places so I think Collins-Vinger are one of those teams who are probably still a bit off the the top clubs in terms of quality and I think we look through the the results so far they have only lost once in their last seven albeit four of those results were draws but looking at the top half games for them, they lost at Tromso, they lost at Lillestrom, they lost at Ranheim, Songdao, they drew one all, they lost at Grorud, 1-0, and they also lost at 5-2 at Blink. So they've only collected one point against the sides currently occupying um, the top half of the table, which I think is really interesting. Because when you look at the current form for them, they're not in bad shape, to be fair albeit they're not winning many games, they're not losing. But I think the fixture card's probably been pretty kind to them. And I think it's worth pointing out as well that Sundays at home have already uh, picked up points against uh, Ranheim and Lillestrom. Uh, I think they won 2-1 against Ranheim and a 1-0 draw at home to Lillestrom, whereas uh, Consvinger have lost 3-2 and 3-0 against those sides. So I just think with home form here... Um, they're scoring goals, Sanchez. I think they're worth backing to score two or more here at five to six. Now, I did look at potential Sanchez just to win the match. 
but I was happier to take um, Sunday to score two or more, given how they performed at home this season so far. Okay, so it's two plus two or more goals for you, uh, David. Greg's just pretty much done your all job for you there, I think. Greg said. <laughs> well, I'm glad you agree. That's a good start. <laughs> all those things Greg said, except I am going to take Sandy to win um, because of their home form, basically. Yeah, they're, they're sitting um, sitting fourth in the league and they've only won once away from home. So it pretty much says how they're doing all their damage at home. Um, and also, I just think in this league, it seems like home form's... A lot, of, a lot of teams are just much better at home, even though there's no crowd or well, minimal crowd. Just a lot of the teams struggle to to get things done away from home. Um, I was general, surprised so, to see them as big as this, to be fair. Yeah, so Kongsvinger uh, going away from home, I just I have watched them a few times. They've not convinced me. Sanez, uh, obviously, as you say, they've got Eriksson up front, Howard Eriksson, and uh, he is lively striker gets chances for himself and also he's good at running off the shoulder as well for uh, through balls and I just think I just think they'll be too good for them at the weekend and they're better than evens at uh, 21 to 20 I believe that might be in uh, yeah. your terms but 2.05 on uh, bit 365 um, I think there were something like 1.8 or something on Paddy Power so the price difference was uh, pretty big yeah. uh, 1.91 on Paddy Power yeah so 10.11 on Paddy Power but they were 21 to 20 on uh, bit 365 I think the price is too too high for a team that's very strong at home and is a better team in general than Kongsvinger. Okay, so Greg's going with goals, David's going with a win. If you want to combine both of them on a bet builder, then it's 64 at bet 365. So maybe a few punters that are listening that are interested in taking those extra odds on both of those things to happen. Okay, uh, we've got one more game that we're going to have a look at, David. It's yourself, and it's uh, Osana's home match against Yerv. Yeah, so this one's another one. Uh, I think the home team is a far stronger team. But actually, <clears throat> with Osana, I've watched them a couple of times. They play some really nice football. They pass out from the back and um, create, create plenty of chances. But if you look at their home fixture so far, as Greg was saying, there's a big bit of a divide between top and bottom teams in this league. If you look at Osana's home fixtures so far, they've played Tromsø, who are top. They've played Ranheim, who are second. They've played Songdal, who are third. They've played Sandnesov, who are fourth. They've played Lidlström, and they've played Grorud. They've played all the other teams in the top seven at home. Um, so, so that's the hard games. They've got a better away record, which shows the sort of quality they have um, when they go sort of against the lower teams away from home so they've they've won um, they've won convincingly Strim and they've won uh, convincingly at Garden and so other teams are down, down the bottom as well as uh, away from home they, they've been convincing and what I'll say about Yav as well who they're playing their last two games they've been beat 6-1 by um Ranheim and at home and they've been beat 5-2 at Strimmen last week and Strimmen who I thought were terrible when I watched them I could not believe they beat someone 5-2 um, <laughs> but they hammered you have 5-2 um, and you have away from home again I think Osana will be looking forward to playing a team that's in the bottom half uh, at home for a change and uh, the price is 1.9 um, which is yeah, whatever that is, ten eleven. Ten eleven. <laughs> Price is ten eleven. Um, at home, 
I think um, they'll just they'll be looking forward to to playing a team in the bottom half, as I say, and I think they'll be too good for them. Yeah, the I, I agree. I, I looked at this match, and I think you're absolutely right. I think looking at their home form from afar, you would say their home form is really poor. Yeah. But you really do have to dig a little bit deeper in this league to understand who they've played. And to be fair, you do that with any league, to be fair. But in this league especially, like you say, they've played pretty much every side in the top half of the table. They've played some really, really strong teams, teams in that league who you'd expect to be at the top of the table, in which they are. Um, And this looks like a much, much easier assignment. And as you say, they'll be delighted to play a year side who have been shipping goals for fun. Yeah, I mean they have beaten like they have beaten Lille to them and they have beaten Sandnes at home, so like they are capable of at home of beating good teams as well. So I just I, th- I do think they'll they'll be they'll be too good for them. As a host of the podcast, I'm in the envious position of being able to cast aspersions on your tips here. Right. And the only uh, I told you so that I'm going to throw out there is that seven of the last ten meetings between these two have finished one each. <laughs> and, uh, history means nothing. Now, no, with history, it's the way it works. The history is it's fine if it goes for you. <laughs> yeah, we've had this discussion. It's not for you, you, you ignore it. <laughs> anyway, it just gives me a wee, uh, a wee get out. If it finishes yes. one each, I'll come on the podcast uh, towards before next weekend, and that will be my. I told you so. <laughs> uh, I think you made a good case for it anyway. And what did we say? Ten to eleven, Rosanna. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a couple of tips there. Um, I'm going to ask you to recap them anyway. Greg, can you just give us your tips for the next couple of days? Yeah, so I think two for Tuesday. So one from this league. We've got Sandnes to score oh, two or more against um, Konsvinger at 5-6. to six, And that's with bet 365. And also on Tuesday, I've dipped my toe into the under-21 qualifiers for the 2021 Championships and I'm taking England to score two or more goals away to Austria at what I believe is a very, very generous 4-5 and that'll be Tuesday's nap. Okay. Cool. So I have got... Um, in the, I'll start with the game on Monday, the international, that's um, Northern Ireland against Norway. I've got uh, Erling Holland or... Uh, Andreas Serlot to score um, any time. That is Serlot's 4.5. Holland is 2.7. That's both with Paddy Power. Um, moving on to Tuesday, I've got Sanez Ulf to beat Kongsinger, which is 2.05 um, with bet 3.65. And I've also got Osana to beat Yav, which is 1.90, also with bet 3.65. And we should mention that those games are five o'clock on Tuesday. So yes. make sure you get your bets on in plenty of time. And that's well, us for I, sorry, always, David. Yeah, I just wanted to just, just flag up the Norwegian under twenty ones are playing um against uh, the Netherlands on uh, Tuesday. I think it's two of the most sort of exciting under twenty one sides in Europe at the moment. If you look at the the this, the team that, that Norway put out the other night, like they've just got a fluid front six playing sort of names we all recognise, obviously Jens Petterhauge, Hugo Vettelsen and stuff that have been in the Elite Serien, but they've also got Håkon Evgen, who was a player of the year in Elite Serien last year. And they've got Ola Brynhildsen, who's just who's playing for Molde and um, one of the best young players in the league. I think um, it's a really it's a really good game if you've got spare, spare time on Tuesday, if you're not watching... 
I think it's actually a late kickoff, so you can watch it after Robos. It should be a really exciting game. Um, Netherlands is one of the best young teams in the country, and uh, Europe and Norway, yeah, as well, seem to be having a having their own special sort of generation coming through. That sounds like a much better shout than watching the dross that's been served up <laughs> in the Nations <laughs> yeah. League. So yeah. highly recommended. Yeah, just need to find a channel on your IPTV that's shown it. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah. I'll find it. No bother, but yeah. Well, if you find it, then you can let us know on Twitter <laughs> anyone that's following you so we can keep a wee eye on it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's us for this podcast. We'll be back in midweek for a look ahead to the weekend fixtures in Norway. And uh, you should also keep your eyes peeled for a handful of special edition podcasts this week focusing on the big kickoff in England. Um, they'll be from the guys that we love betting. Uh, but they'll be available on the Gambler channel. So that's us. Uh, we're all off to learn how to say Konsvinger. Um, yeah, I don't like that one. It's a horrible one, that. I don't like it. You need, get, you need to get rid of the, the G sound. It's Konsvinger. It's not Vinger. Yeah. It's not a Vinger. It's not, it's not Ginger. It's Ginger. <laughs> how very Scottish of you. Yeah. Um, so that's our homework until the next Norwegian podcast. Thanks very much for your time, guys, and uh, good luck with your bets. Thank you, good luck. Cheers, man.